it's good. I've, I've been it's listening good. to I've been listening to your things on runs, not when I've got the runs when I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both good options. Welcome along. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. Twice in a a day, pretty much. We didn't record twice in a day. Um, we had a special episode, which is just another episode. And this is a more regular episode. What a nonsense bit of introducing that was. I'm Adam. Hello. Uh, Russell Milsom is with us. Hello, Russ. Hello, Adam. How are you, mate? I'm really well, thank you very much. How are you? I, I'm good. Um, you didn't have a dinner or any better plans for this moment it's, it's good of you to join us you're not even you're not even paying attention you're not even listening i'm joined i'm joined i've joined you haven't i <laughs> um a much much better person in uh patrick jackson is here too hello pat hi adam they're all special shows mate <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely are uh, rich newnham is here hello rich good evening Good evening, and last and least, Mark Salen. Hello. Hello, mate. <laughs> um, we're going to have to talk some NFL at some point, but I would like to be distracted first um, with a quiz in our usual way. Um, Russell, if you're listening. I am um... listening. Of course I'm listening. I told you I was listening. <laughs> Get off my ass. I've got a quiz. <laughs> what more do you want? I'm here. I've got a quiz. Listen, I watch some football, as you well know, and yeah. <laughs> You know. Actually, your quiz is all I want, if I'm honest. But um... okay, okay, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> more than, I'm more than happy to leave directly afterwards. <laughs> no, don't, don't go, don't go. Excellent. Well, I, uh, no problem. Well, we, um, I'm bringing back an old favourite from uh, a few weeks ago. I'm hoping that Adam will uh, will duly play the intro for me, and it is a round of. Answer smash. Um, so, you all remember, you take two things, an NFL player and or and some other fairly useless information and, uh, and smash them together to come up with one sort of standard answer. You've all heard it. You've all seen it. You, did you all play last time? I think, Rich, you, you didn't play. I, I missed right. out, but I, I very much enjoyed listening back. Okay. So I've got 16 to do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that, that's where we are. So if you're ready, uh, I'll begin. Born right. ready. Born ready. Okay. Number one. Ravens backup quarterback and Hogwarts house. Adam. Adam, go. Robert Gryffindor. Yes. The third, technically. Yeah. <laughs> Second question. Bears running back and Simpsons horrible boss. Mark. Go on, Mark. Montgomery Burns. Uh, well, I need the full name. Please. Adam. I think you've... It's David, David Montgomery, Montgomery Burns. Burns. Look, Mark, I'll give you that. But could you please provide? I just thought you needed the smash. I didn't think you needed every. Well, no, all I need. The I need. Of it. Right. Uh, no, it's, it's very other, clear what Russ needs, Mark. Other, other <laughs> one. <laughs> Don't give him the point, Russ. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you've done, you've done me there. 
<laughs> okay, uh, question number three. Seahawks running back and Tottenham Hotspur superstar. Adam. Go on, Adam. Chris Carson, you're min. Chris Carson, nice. you're min. Very good. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Uh, question four. Atlanta beat up running back and former Australian tennis star. Um, Australian tennis star. Australian tennis star. Pat. Go on, Pat. That was you. Todd Gurleyton Hewitt. Todd Gurleyton Hewitt. Very good. Okay. Next question is uh, Miami Safety, an 80s movie heartthrob. Um. This was one of the players that you Pat. picked in the All-Pro team, wasn't Go it? Pat. Minka Fitzpatrick Swayze. Correct. Oh. <laughs> Correct. Pat gives you uh, two points now. Rich is on no points. Mark is on one and Adam is on two. Glad to be a point behind Mark. <laughs> okay, what's next? Mercurial AFC North quarterback. A 1989 baseball movie. Rich. Go on, Rich. Baker Mayfield of Dreams. Well done. <laughs> well, welcome to the game. <laughs> okay. Next question. Former Super Bowl MVP and the reason we're all sat at home in lockdown. Pat. Go on, Pat. Joe for COVID-19. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very good. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> Correct, Patrick. Well done. Okay, uh, next question. Cardinal Scrambler and blind American musician stroke singer. Pat. Go on, Pat. Kyla Murray Ray. Oh, I forgot his surname. Shit. Lewis. Nope. Rich. Incorrect. Go on, Rich. Kyla Murray Davis. Incorrect. <sighs> Adam. Go on, Adam. I, I clearly don't know who this is, so I'm going to say Kyla Murray v. Wonder. No. <laughs> it's good, but it's not right. <laughs> Mark, do you want to have a go? No, I do. It's, it's Charles. Uh, it's Kyla Murray Charles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. damn it. Okay. okay. Next question. Has his own brand of cereal <laughs> and BBC show presented Mark. by Graham Bell. Go on, Mark. Mark Gronkowski Sunday? Don't give him that. It's Mark Gronkowski. I mean, Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a, Rob I'm, Gronkowski Sunday. I'm, I'm going to give you it, but like giving your own name. <laughs> Rob I was too Kowski. excited about knowing an answer. I just said my name again. Yeah, it was just a double buzzer. It's fine. That's not what that's not that's not what Wikipedia says, so right. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with Wiki. Okay. Uh the current thing is Adam's on two, Rich is on one, Pat is on three, and Mark is on two. Next question. Uh Tampa Bay Defender, a much loved entertainer and magician. Pat. Go on, Pat. John Pierre Paul Daniels. Incorrect. Adam. Go on, Adam. Jason Pierre Paul Daniels. That is correct. 
That's the most angry I've ever seen Pat. I was just about to say, Pat has just thrown his pen. Um, if I'd have said Pat, Pat Pierre, poor Daniels, and I got a point like Mark. Yeah, exactly. You, you, Mark, Mark just gives his own name and you give him a point. Pat, oh, Pat, oh. it's even the right initial. Yeah, give the point I, to I, Pat. I don't want it. Give it to Pat. <laughs> it's, all, it's a bit of a shambles, isn't it? This. Um, but Craig's not even here. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough. Right, Pat, get Pat gets that point. Cool. Too generous. Okay, we are down to the last few now. Uh, Raiders quarterback and former Sheffield Wednesday and England midfielder. Pat. Adam. Oh, it's Pat. Derek Carlton Palmer. Correct. I should have known that. I watched him many times. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, popular proclaimers song and hot-headed defensive back. Adam. <laughs> Adam. I, I, if it's who I think it is, you don't mean defensive back. Um, no, that's correct. 500 miles Garrett. That is correct. He's, <laughs> I don't mean defensive back, but he is a defender, isn't he? Of, he is in a defensive position. Let's not split. Let's not, <laughs> let's not split hairs there. What is it? Is he a defensive tackle or is he a Don't linebacker? worry. With, with, the, with, the, with the special episode we did with the awards and stuff, we got our expertise out of the way. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm, again, I'm not an expert, but what position is he? Is he a linebacker? Edge rush defensive end. Defensive end. Well, you know, he's a defensive player. Yeah. He's terrifying. He plays what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that was that was a point for Adam. The next question uh, is Chiefs kicker and famous green amphibious puppet. Mark. Adam. It's Mark. Let's see how he gets on with this. <laughs> Harrison Butt Kermit the Frog. Correct. Harrison <laughs> Butt Kermit <laughs> the Frog. <laughs> right. So as we head into the last three questions, Pat is on five, Adam is on three, Rich is on one, and Mark is on three. Three to go. Uh, 90s American teen sitcom about a basketball coach and a Rams wide receiver. Um, oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Hanging with Mr. Cooper Cup? Correct. Yes, of course. Slot receiver, Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Complete this popular children's song. A, B... Mark. Go on, Mark. A, B, C, D, Lamb. Correct. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so this one, this one is about as tenuous as it gets, but you'll really enjoy it. And I want, um, yeah, you'll, you'll understand it when you hear it. So it's between Pat and Mark. Obviously, Rich and Adam, you can answer, but Pat and Mark are both on five. Go on, Pat. Come on, Pat. Brown's bad boy. And the hunk who used to bang on Rika Johnson in the 90s. Pat. Go on, Pat. Kareem Hunter from Gladiators. That is the exact oh! answer that I have written down here. <laughs> exact answer, and that is what I wanted. Super. I wanted Kareem Hunter from Gladiators. And, and with that answer alone, Patrick, you deserve your music. Oh, absolutely he does. Brilliant. Well played. Wow. So in fact, can, can we just let the music play for a few seconds? This might be the proudest moment of my life. Oh, sure. Yes. 
Excellent quiz. Excellent quiz, Russ. Well done, Pat. Uh, the right man won. If, if ever the right man won, it was then. <laughs> yeah, but even Mark agrees. I mean, considering a, a, a Bills slot receiver isn't up for an award, he doesn't care that much. But, you know, arguing for Cole Beasley, he'll do that to the death. NFL answer smash is always fun. I mean, Rich just sat back and smiled the whole week. Yeah, didn't even... I, I don't even care if I don't get any points in that. I just enjoy it for the laughs. <laughs> All right, um, I put this off long enough. Um, there was there was some NFL stuff at the weekend. There was there were six games. It shouldn't be six games of Wildcard Weekend. There should be four. But no, we've got Super Wildcard Weekend. Um, so Indianapolis at Buffalo was meaningless because Buffalo were the second seed, so they get a bye. Um, <laughs> Chicago at New Orleans, meaningless. New Orleans the second seed, so they get a bye. Um, the second one, you could argue, may as well have been the case. Um, <laughs> yes, pretty much was. <laughs> um, Chicago, let's start there. Why not? We're not going to go in chronological order. That's what other podcasts might do. Um, Chicago, New Orleans. Chicago were absolutely woeful. Well, you and I sat on, on Zoom call and, and chatted about this one while we watched it, but we ended up chatting about pretty much everything else because it was it was dreadful. I mean, the Bears... The Bears just don't have an offense with with their current setup, and the Saints did what they needed to do. They didn't look great, but they didn't need to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it hinged on a on a moment because it didn't. You know, I think the the Saints always had more gears to go in if, I, if they I wanted disagree. to. I think it. I think it. Hinged I think it, on, No, no, no. It hinged on the moment that the Chicago Bears traded up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. That was the moment. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Mitch. I feel sorry a bit sorry for Mitch because that little um, trip play that they ran for Wims, where he basically just dropped a dolly in the end zone. Yeah. You know, Things like that can kill the confidence, any confidence of a team that that's confidence is already pretty frail and that's an underdog. And I think if that goes to hand, it, it could have been a little bit different. As I say, I don't think it would have altered the result as such, but as a contest, I think, you know, the, I think the Bears were pretty devoid of all ideas after that. Didn't they go for it on fourth down after that and turn the ball over on downs as well? So yes. that was, I mean, they didn't get any points out of that drive having been within field goal range. And like you say, it was it was a great, great play, brilliantly designed. And the most frustrating thing is that you thought 99% of the time, if that goes wrong, it's Mitchell over or under throwing the ball. And he, he threw it absolutely exactly where it needed to be. And yeah. the receiver just... just it went straight through his arms. Yeah, it was it was kind of a snowball of things, wasn't it? So they lost Mooney to injury, and he'd been establishing himself as wide receiver two or three there behind Robinson, being really consistent and reliable. Miller got himself DQ'd stupidly for punching someone in the helmet, and then you know, you're <laughs> down to the bare bones receiving wise. And you're... yeah, the same same guy his teammate punched in the helmet earlier in the year. Yes, <laughs> um, that, that guy's clearly a really stand up bloke that everyone wants to punch <laughs> yeah, him in the helmet. Yeah. I mean, Michael Thomas's own team has been suspended for fighting with him as well, so it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible, incredible isn't it? yeah. The irony is, though, like the play before, or two plays before, no, in fact, it was the play before, I think it was a third and long, 
where Wim's caught an absolute beauty on the sideline. Yeah, really tough. One. Got a really tough one. Got out of bounds, and then they they ran that trick play, got him into the end zone, literally ten yards away from anyone, and he just took his eye. It was the, the stereotypical cricketers. Just take your eye off the ball. You've caught you, you've caught it, and you thought about what your celebration's going to be before you've actually caught it, and you just lose concentration. You switch off, and you know we've already talked far too long about this anyway. So he's 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 the modern day Leon Lett. He's known for two things this season: one, a ludicrous fight, and two, that you know. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's quite good going. But you could I see think... the rea- you could see the reaction on the on the sideline over on the um the Chicago sideline where they were all like head in hands couldn't believe it and you at least with this you have a foothold in the game yeah and then with that with that gone and yeah I, I don't think Mitch yeah. played too bad to, to, too, too badly too, bad. <laughs> too badly <laughs> in this game um but yeah when when he needed his receivers to step up you got to take every opportunity yeah. in a playoff game like that when you're the underdog and you're already you know, you you haven't got a lot of offensive op- op- options. You have to take every opportunity that comes your way. I think this is the first time ever I've seen a walk-off touchdown by the losing side and literally a walk-off touchdown from Jimmy Graham. It was a beautiful catch for absolutely no benefit whatsoever. Um, <laughs> the best thing about this game for me was it put the Bears at eight and nine for the season, which is the losing record that offense deserves. Fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can't understand their game plan because they're like they were in third and long situations and like checking it down to running backs and like for t- for three yard gains. But what what's the point? What's the point? What's the point of them even being there? Seventh seed. It's a nonsense. Yeah. Um, the Saints are going to go on and play the Bucks, who beat a team who've ended up with an even worse record on the season than the <laughs> seven and ten Washington football team. Um, we didn't we discussed this last week and I think we all thought the Bucks were going to win um, but we thought Washington would play it close and they did but not for the reasons we expected not from well I mean their, their defense played okay but um, Russ sing us a song about that Washington quarterback or don't no <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only you that thinks of that song when uh, when his name is mentioned Adam I think <laughs> Yeah. Oh, go on. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I know what you want me to do. I'm not just not doing it. <laughs> hey, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted. You've been around all night and that's a little long. <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. There's, there's been an enormous amount of hype about him. And he looked good. Uh, he, yeah. he, fan, fantastic scrambling touchdown, diving for the pylon. Um, is there enough evidence for someone to randomly give him a starting job? Absolutely no way. Definitely will, yeah. The, the Jags, <laughs> the Jags are going to trade that first pick and they're going to uh, sign Taylor Heineke for, um, to a massive contract. You're better than that. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wherever wherever Adam Gase gets a, a coaching job, they might, they might take him. I mean, he, well, he, he may, I suspect he'll realistically end up with a backup job somewhere. Um, it was quite a nice, quite a good game to watch, and actually. Um, yeah. I quite enjoyed it, and I wasn't expecting to particularly. Um, the Bucks, I think, always had enough. It never really looked in doubt, um, despite some exciting moments. 
um, Brady will be pretty happy um, going into. I mean, it's it's not going to be a much tougher proposition this coming week, obviously um, in New Orleans. Um, well, let's let's look ahead to that game while we're there. I'm going to jump around a bit, um, and yeah, Tampa Bay at New Orleans in what's actually going to be the final divisional round game on Sunday night. I is this, see is this the highest win. average age quarterback like ever in a playoff game? In any game, isn't it? It's got to be. Know. It's got to be right up there. Yeah, because they're both older than the last time they played in the regulars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of the matchup. It's the postseason matchup we've we've kind of always wanted, isn't it? Yeah. Have yeah, they met? Have they met in the postseason the before? No, they haven't. Um, That's what. And so, as yeah. in Brady versus Breeze. Yeah. You know, it, it, this one really matters. Regular season, you know, it was all a little bit of pomp and circumstance, wasn't it? This is what really matters now. It's going to be a fun game, I think. I think, I I mean, it could be very, like, it could swing wildly because both teams can go on a tear offensively and both teams have got good defences as well. Uh, So I'm going to record this one and watch it Monday morning, I suspect. Yeah, it's it's, the schedule's annoying because the two (laughs) better games are both the late games on the Saturday and Sunday, but it is almost like it's almost like Americans want their their big games in prime time for them rather than (laughs) (laughs) I think this is brilliant. I'm really looking forward to this one. They seem to match up really, really well in that you've got the Bucks passing attack, one of the best in the league, versus the Saints rushing attack, one of the best in the league. Both defenses that are good and and on the up and playing well, they're one of the best in terms of um, yards allowed and points allowed. It's it should be a, like a fantastic game of proper exciting offenses versus proper tough to beat defenses. Yeah, and they're both getting their best pieces back up and firing right at the right time of the season. So we saw um, Kamara and Thomas involved early for New Orleans, which makes a massive difference and. Their usual extra cast people like Cook were were well involved as well, and then Brady was finding everyone: Godwin, Evans, Brown, all over it. Uh, Cameron Bray had a really big game as well. Leonard Fournette woke up for once, and uh, his hot streaks do tend to be streaks. So you know that bodes badly for anyone coming up against Tampa in the next few weeks. Well, the other thing that's going to be interesting about this one is Fournette finally looking like he's coming into form. Which adds an extra wrinkle into that into that offense with uh, with Jones out. Mm. They're a good one-two punch when um, Fournette's at his best because he's a more powerful runner through the gaps if you can find the gaps. And Jones is a little bit more elusive and a little bit better vision, I think. So yeah, get the two of them back fit and that matches up Murray and Kamara really well. I just kind of wonder what what massive tragedy is going to befall the Saints this year because it seems to happen in the playoffs every year that there's some play there's some like official call there's something that gives them the opportunity to be a bit hard done by or a bit woe at me so yeah something it's something's going to happen they're their own worst enemies so you know try and be too clever and we've got a guy who's thrown over 80,000 yards but let's bring in Taysom Hill to throw an interception rather than just sticking with the established guy who we can trust Yep, it's going to that. I, I, you know, I really hope doing that bites them in the arse. Hmm. I, just, just do. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. 
Taysom Hill trying to dive in for a touchdown score from about four yards out gets it punched out and returned for a pick for a uh, a score no, the other way. No, that would be that, that would be the woe is me play. Yeah. Better than that, punched out or just fumbled by him somehow, but one of those stupid ones that goes through the end zone for a touchback. <laughs> just annoys the hell out of everybody. That's, yeah. that, that's that, what I want. That would give the Saints fans the kind of whinge that they really enjoy once they've been knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> Shall we let's how do we think it's gonna go? Um, Mark, give us oh. a give us a lean on this. Buccaneers, I think they've just got will just have too many weapons. I said last week I thought I've got a sneaking feeling that they're gonna end up being the team that goes to the Super Bowl. Um D good enough to stop um to stop the Saints and I think too many weapons. Okay. Russ, how are you how are you seeing uh, I'm seeing it as the Saints. I think the Saints are coming into form at just the right time. I think that they have uh they had so many more gears to go through against the Bears that they just didn't need them and they, you know, they almost had the luxury of virtually resting Thomas and Kamara, you know, because they didn't yeah. really need to put a heavy workload on them. So They're they both. had a bit, they had a hit out without, without going, going crazy. So I They're going to have think... a, bit, they're a bit of freshness about them as well, for various reasons. They've both missed, not well, in Kamara's case, we know what happened, but yeah, Thomas missed a few games as well. Um, Pat, how do you see this one? I am leaning in favour of Tampa Bay, reluctantly. I think they're looking very strong on both sides of the ball, and I think they'll have too much of the Saints. Okay. Rich, do you agree? I am going to go with the Saints because defence wins championships, and they've got such a strong defence right now. Defence can win championships, but I think the Bucks have got a good one too, um, and I think they edge it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's They've got John pierre Paul. <laughs> they do have John pierre Paul <laughs> And Mark Gronkowski. <laughs> that's correct um, yeah we so as a podcast I guess we're slightly leaning towards the Bucks but not convincingly um, that feels about right I yeah, think in yeah. terms of odds of who wins I, I think generally the market is going to see it as the Bucks edging it do you think there's any um, any credence in the? There's been a lot of rumor, and like if you believe whispers that you've heard coming out of the camp, this is going to be Drew Brees' final season, um, and the rumors are that he's already kind of on the quiet, told the players in the locker room that that's the case. Do you think there's anything kind of that that gives them an added motivation to like try and do it for Drew? Do I think it, I think it is if it's it true. true. Yeah. I also wonder whether that's maybe a bit of a sleight of hand of telling everyone that you're retiring and then if you don't if you make it and you win the Super Bowl then you retire. If you don't make it you're like actually you know what I'm in for one more ride. <laughs> there were some similar rumors about Brady a year ago I seem to recall. Um and yeah, it didn't well it didn't end well for them whether that was the reason or not. Um the difference okay. is I can't see Breeze going to play anywhere else. No. No, uh, I would I would agree. Uh, yeah. And he, he looks like he's about like he he, he kind of needs to retire, I think. It's it's sort of a lot of it's a lot of the strength in the arm has gone. It's kind of it's five, ten yard passes the whole time now, and it's effective in what they do, but I think there's probably a bit of it that the Saints kind of want to move on now as well. Um He should so, do it we do it while it's still his decision. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Um, the the other 
well, there were the, the Bears-Saints game. We also had the, the Colts and the Bills, which was the other game that should have been a bye and a number two seed. But Buffalo had to play a game and they got a bit of a shock. The Colts turned up and, yeah, gave them more than a good game, Mark. I wish this had been a bye because my heart would have uh, been a lot happier if that was the case. The Colts, I, I mean, look, if I'm honest, they were better than us for for all but about six, eight, six, eight minutes of this game, either side of halftime. Um, it felt the first half, like every time we got the ball, we were starting on our own five-yard line. Um, yeah, it just wasn't going particularly brilliantly. And I think that a couple of, but for some very questionable coaching decisions and play calling um, just before halftime um, that led to us managing to take the ball down the length of the field to somehow lead at halftime in a, in a half where we'd been battered, really. That, that sequence was key. Co- completely the, the Colts should have been ahead at halftime. Yeah, they, should have, they the should have been going into a minute left in the half, 17-7 up. Um, as it turns out, we they we stopped them on the five drove the ball down the field 96 yards for a touchdown and led 14-10 at half time in a half where we'd really really underperformed we were we were better um at the start of the second half but they still two touchdowns in the fourth quarter made a game of it um then the one of the worst officiating calls you've ever seen tried to keep them in the game um on the oh, fumble that wasn't given as a fumble it was an absolute sham um but yeah, to finally get over the hail Mary, the hail Mary thing as well, which was quite nice. But yes, it was um, it was it was more than I could take. Honestly, I didn't enjoy a single second of it. It was horrendous. Um, it was nice, nice to get there and nice to finally get a playoff win. But my God, it was painful to watch. What, it does you, help when they can only hail Mary to about the three yard line. That did make a difference. Yeah, yeah if, if you mentioned the Colts coaching uh, around half time, but how about then? They previously used Brissett to, just to come in and throw a hail Mary. And I, I said it watching, and yeah, Brissett will come in for this play because the, the clock they don't have time to try and get it closer. They just had they had to they had to go for it then, um, and they didn't. They used Rivers, and he he just didn't have the arm. I just no. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, no, yeah, it, I don't. It was one. There was a lot of really really questionable decisions, and Frank Reich is a bit of a Buffalo hero, obviously, and he's done really well as the Colts head coach. But I think he, really well for the Bills. He, he, Saturday, he, he did. Yeah, there was a couple of challenges that were really poor. A couple of decisions where you would think you would go for it. He didn't take a, a field goal in the third quarter when he probably should have done. It was. Yeah, he um, he did make our lives far easier than maybe we helped ourselves. How big a I loss think... is Zach Moss for you, Mark? Because. Um... Yeah, he's he, he's he's been coming good. Um it's yeah, it's a it's a problem. I think more on the goal line. They tend to use Singletary more on the field, um, and on the goal line, it tends to have been Moss. He's decent catching the ball as well. But we've picked up Devonta Freeman today. Oh, nice. Um, as a as a kind of as a backup option. I don't know what sort of Devonta Freeman you're getting, um, but if he's over his injuries and he's you know running anything like he was a couple of years ago, then that's not decent. That's not a bad acquisition to to help you out. And it also doesn't matter if you run him into the ground and he dies. No, <laughs> it's like we've got... Matt's to his family, maybe, but uh, yeah. not to, not to I, any I, of us. I'm, I'm talk, I was talking to his missus. He, he's in short. <laughs> you can rely on Russ for the hard-nosed corporate overlord sort of viewpoint, <laughs> can't you? That's that's the point, isn't it? You know, you you bring in someone like Devon, um, 
Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I nearly said I nearly said Foreman. Uh, that's the other one. Um, and it's Deonta, isn't it? But anyway, right. You bring in someone like him who's got experience. We've we've established that getting someone's name right really doesn't matter in, in <laughs> the context yeah, of this podcast. But, but you, you bring it. You bring in someone with experience, someone that's been around a bit, someone that knows how. It's not like you. It's not like you're bringing in like Johnny. Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been around a bit. We're bringing in someone who knows how to throw away a twenty-eight-three lead in the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. <laughs> I don't think he personally think that's did it. On him. That seems a little <laughs> bit harsh. No, maybe if they'd given him the ball a bit more, they wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Um, yeah, let's, I, let's not discuss that. <laughs> I have to say, my favourite bit of this game was Mark joining a few of us on Zoom afterwards, looking like he'd drunk 17 espressos in a row. Obviously. There's <laughs> a lot of adrenaline going on there. My heart was was going. And it was all it was all on that. Like, you know, they were they were driving down the field and because of the way that the scores had gone, you could see it going to be like, a, you know, they can either tie the game here, but it just felt like they were gearing up to get the go ahead touchdown that would have won them yeah. it. And then like clock's ticking away and suddenly they get this weird play on a fourth down where you get the chance to stop them. It looks like you have stopped them and every single person watching the game believes that that was a fumble because to me although it was close he was clearly up before he was it was, I, before it it was, was clear i don't yeah. understand it I, there's it, a there's a camera view from behind it that they actually show where his knee is a good inch off the ground before he puts his hand on his back and everyone could see it i just think the refs bottled it because it was a um you know they didn't want to be controversial and make a change on the field but it was a clear fumble even um colts fans thought it was a fumble if, if that if that game if they managed to score yeah. from a Hail Mary, can you imagine? I, I mean, that's the type of thing that normally happens to the Saints. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what would have got them. But, but not, um, nothing so ever like, that blatant. And to, to go from watching it to being like shitting yourself because you think it's going to end badly to suddenly the relief of, oh, we fumbled the game's over. And then you're waiting for the ref to come out and say, um, ruling on the field has been changed to say it's confirmed. And suddenly your heart goes, what the fuck why are we still playing and yeah i it was horrible it was horrible 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 i mean there the, there's the miles jack thing and there's the pi thing with the saints and the rams but those those are controversial debatable decisions this was this just looked clear cut and they just got it wrong yeah they yeah. To, to, they totally bottled it they they there's, there's they've no... got out They've got the out, haven't they? That without there being, you know, irrefutable evidence, we can't change the ruling on the field. And they would claim that that wasn't ir- like irrefutable evidence when it was to everybody else. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's not one of those ones where the near is so close that you're not sure if it's touching grass or not. It, it was, I mean, to a neutral, it was incredibly clear that um, we were just we were chatting about it on the zoom and just being like, well, that's game over, isn't it? And then I think we were all surprised when they came out and said. No, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then all the then all the feelings come back of you know we've given up two hail marys in the past month, um, and suddenly you think they're going to have another go. And I was shitting it, and luckily it didn't make the end zone. And luckily Michael Hyde got there anyway. So yeah. As, but, um... as soon as I, as soon as I saw Rivers on the field, you were fine. Honestly, <laughs> and that was a kickoff at the start. <laughs> it, it's it's weird because those like that fourth quarter. They had those two drives where they literally marched down the field. They marched down the field in two minutes, scored, yeah. s- held you to a field goal, 
marched down the field in two minutes and scored. I was like, oh, the Bills are what, not stopping them here. I tell you all. what, that, that field goal that we banged in from 54 was bloody crucial in the end, yeah. given, what, yeah. given what happened. So to get down there and get that um, score from a long way out was was massive. And it was odd because everyone went into the game panicking about Jonathan Taylor and how we managed to stop him. And ultimately, we almost sold out so much to stop him that we forgot about the fact that they still could throw the ball. And, and Rivers, um, 309 yards, two, um, two touchdowns, didn't even throw his customary interception. Um, <laughs> him, actually, and the receivers, Michael Pittman, the, the, all the tight ends that he uses, they actually played pretty well. And yeah, yeah like, like you rightly said, they, were, they weren't as advertised. No, but they, the Colts were, were by no means the Chicago Bears level of seventh, seventh seed. They were an 11 no. and 5 team, you know. They, they yeah, were, yeah. were, were, were going to give you a, a game. Yeah, um, they were good. The Bills are going to face the Ravens next, who <sighs> went into Nashville and, well, stomped all over the Titans, for want of a better word. Uh, they were up for it, big time. Um, I think that, I mean, their defence in particular... Um, nobody else has managed to stop Derek Henry in about three years, um, including themselves twice. Um, but they they scheme perfectly for him, and the Titans shut the bed, quite frankly, and didn't didn't respond to what the Ravens were doing. I mean, they did initially uh, with a well the perfect first quarter for the Titans. Lamar threw a pick, and the Titans scored a, a touchdown from a very convincing looking drive by throwing the football um, to. AJ Brown in single coverage, albeit um, Humphrey covering him, but AJ Brown was winning that matchup, and they just Baltimore kept selling out to stop the run, and the the Titans didn't keep doing what was working. It was weird. Um, Baltimore played it perfectly on defense, and they and offensively, um, in a key moment, Lamar just came up with some magic. Um, I'd be well. I was going to say I'd be frightened to face Baltimore. I just have. Um, they're they're going to go into Buffalo on a on a pretty hot streak, having got a win that well, it's, it'll be it's huge for them, um, a fantastic win. Um, somebody talk a bit about the Ravens before I rant a little bit. I was going to say the biggest thing for me here, uh, the biggest factor in this was that stopping the ground game where they where the Ravens managed it and the Titans didn't. The Titans gave up 230-odd yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Now, Lamar got the bulk of that, about half of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> half of it one play. And a large chunk of it, yeah, in that one play. But at the same time, he there was always that threat. And like you say, you sold out to stop that run, which is what kept the score down ultimately. But they never really looked that threatening through the air. Whereas when the Titans did throw... You look threatening, but you just didn't throw yeah, very much. It, it, Twenty-six attempts just doesn't feel right in that situation. I, I think. I think that. I mean, Baltimore offensively, first of all. I mean, we we knew that they weren't going to throw the ball much. They don't. Um, they've, they've they use Lamar with his legs. Um, it does not say he can't throw when he needs to. He can, and and he he did very well. There was one in particular down the sideline to Mark Andrews on a, a key third down, but. Yeah. Um, he he played well, but that that touchdown where he just set off, he should have been sacked. It was third down. Yeah, he's he's sacked. The game probably goes a different way. Um, but as soon as he sets off, he's, that's there's yeah. just no catching him. Incredible speed, incredible uh, skill. Um, I mean, it, uh, it it looks but those sort of plays look bad. But 
you try stopping that, it. That's the magic, isn't it? I said it at the time. Up until that point, obviously, he was picked off first drive. It was, you kept him really quiet. And it was like nothing, nothing was happening for him. And then that one little crease, that one little gap, and he was literally gone. Yeah. And it yeah. was, um, there was a bit of criticism of Bayard, wasn't there? Of whether he could yeah. have got across, but I don't think, I don't you know, think he, he was wrong footed. He, he was, you know, I just it it puzzled the 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 Titans' whole approach puzzled me. You know, yes, you're gonna you're gonna keep going to the well with Henry over and over again because it's what's been so successful for you for so long. But it wasn't as even as if they they started running, you know, I, a I decent think... amount of play action. To try and you know go all right well we'll let we you know we'll just hit him over the top a little bit because Henry was going nowhere I think it didn't he have sort of twenty it was two point two yards of carry I think overall oh this yeah. I, I don't know the stats will look awful but the a couple of things the the, the O line didn't protect Tannehill as much as it has um the but Baltimore kept getting pressure when he did drop back but um sometimes you sometimes you need to adapt I mean, I'm all you know, when you've got Derek Henry, you're not going to give up on him. But actually, sometimes, why not? When when throwing the ball to AJ Brown was working, um, keep doing it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a frustrating one, um, especially when the defense, other than the, the the couple of big Lamar plays, which I think can happen to anybody, um, the defense, while it's been pretty terrible all year, actually had a better game. Um, yeah, you can't. It doesn't help if you contain Lamar on ninety percent of his plays. And that, was the, um, those, that was the only touchdown he gave up, wasn't it, on the day? Uh, no, they scored again in the second Dobbins. half. But yeah, okay. um, but twenty, but twenty points again. Twenty points against the Ravens. You, you, you just think you just think you them. should have enough to win. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, in, and, the, in the regular season, 30-24, I think it was. Yeah, and, but they just they just didn't. And I don't know whether it was pressure. I don't know. I mean, uh, what happened at the end was certainly pressure. But, you know, there were, there were mistakes made in play calling. There were mistakes made well before that. Um, Adam, I think you're probably going to talk at length about the, the punt on fourth and two. That's that's the thing. Well, Pat, Pat, you've been patiently waiting to Sorry, say something. And the time is pretty much gone, but I was, I was just going to say, with regards to the play calling, you have to vary it enough to keep them guessing at least a little bit. And it didn't feel like the Titans did that. So it was too predictable what was coming, too easy to cover. And they never got that element of surprise. My biggest surprise in this game, and I'm with Russ, that there wasn't nearly enough play action as far as I saw. Uh, but the, my biggest surprise in this is that your two tight ends who have been great receiving rep- weapons throughout the season got five targets between the two of them. I don't understand why you're not targeting those guys in those intermediate areas. Um, well, four to, to four open... tight ends played. Right. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Swain got, <laughs> got... Good old Jeff. Good old Jeff Swain. Jeff, Jeff yeah, Jeff's been been doing his stuff. You've had Jonu Smith, who's been tearing up defenders. Even, yeah. even, even... Jonu, Jonu Smith's not been fully fit. Uh, even lining up as a running back occasionally, isn't he? He's, he's been all over the place. And the last six weeks, he has been non-existent. Yeah, but somebody mentioned 26 attempts, and it's probably not enough. Um, I mean, 
the Tannehill interception at the end. Now, I'd, it's a bad play. It's a bad look. Yeah, the receiver falls over. And if the receiver doesn't fall over, it's probably not an interception. Fine, whatever. Um, I'm not going to get too angry about that. These things happen. It's a playoff game. And if it's coming down to those sort of margins, it can go either way anyway. It's not to say if that play hadn't worked, it wouldn't have happened on the next play. Um, a lot still had to go right. You're seven points down, for goodness sake. Um, and one of the reasons you're seven points down at that point is bottling it earlier, not not taking the game by the scruff of the neck when you've got the opportunity. Now, Arthur Smith, uh, the offensive coordinator, arguably some questionable play calls. I mean, the, the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, well, what was actually a decent drive up to this point, second and two into Baltimore territory. Henry's looking like he's about to get going a little bit. Um, three, sorry, two pass plays in a row. I think one of them was an audible, but um, it didn't work. And you've got a fourth and two. At that moment, your best chance of winning the game is just to, to go for it. And what are you going to achieve by punting the ball from there? What, a 20 yards when Lamar's arguably going to have an opportunity to score anyway. Um, it just felt like a horrible, horrible decision from Mike Vrabel, um, who has got this reputation for being ballsy, taking gambles. Um, he just did the, the exact opposite when ballsy was exactly what you needed. It's so, so frustrating. And the guy, the guy has overachieved. I think he's a great leader, motivator of men. I think he's a fantastic coach um, for getting players to get the best out of their ability um, but some of his in-game decisions have been questionable um, and he doesn't seem to yeah the, the Titans refuse refu- well, he refuses to use analytics which okay fine if you if your gut can make these decisions go with your gut but your gut's making the wrong decisions it's a playoff game your best chance to win is to go for it on fourth and two there um, it's much easier getting that play than trying to drive down the field in two minutes when the pressure's really on later on when you when you need it. Yeah, yeah. The the thing for me with this was it's 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 made even more frustrating by the fact that you only managed to get it to the Baltimore fifteen. If this is a punt that lands inside the five yard, inside the three yard. You feel like maybe you can pin them I'm in not there even and it's like that. a better that, decision, I'd, but I'm, I'd, but it's a terrible pun. I think it's a terrible decision. I'm not. I'm entirely with you on that, but it just seems like punt to the three. Big deal. Like, you're not. That's not how. Oh, I'm sorry. That's. I'm, I'm not. The execution of the punt is not the problem here. <laughs> also, you're at the Baltimore 40s. So that's a 58 yard field goal, but that's a makeable 58 yard field goal there. Oh uh, well. Yeah, I mean that. That I think at the end of the day, when you've got Derek Henry, who's admittedly having a poor game, you back that's yourself your best, to get. That's t- the best you, chance to win the game. You back yourself yes. to get two yards. I yeah. think. Go on, Pat. You go first because you you were waiting, and then I'll come in. Well, I was just going to say, you know, he's he's two yards long, so as long as they only tackle him by the ankles and he falls forwards, you'll be all right. But it <laughs> what what compounded it was the uh, Ravens making a fourth and two on their next drive. Yeah, yeah. The the issue with that before. Uh, for me, Adam, is you you were third and two before that. It wasn't necessarily the fourth and two. The third and two, even if they'd ran Henry straight up the gut, so done whatever they'd done, they might have got it down to fourth and one. They probably would have got over for first down. Knowing I d- I that on knowing get... that on fourth down they could have they could have gone for it 
if they needed to do if they needed to. But yeah. that throw, and I know I know you were saying it, it was excellent defense on that on that um, target to Johnny Smith on that third and two. But at that period, at that stage of the game, with when you've got the best running back in the league, albeit not having the greatest game on third and two, you've you've got you've got to run you've got to well, run the ball the, the t- it was second and two because he just had an eight yard carry uh, oh, two true. plays before exactly uh, you know um i completely agree with that and i don't know it's not just that moment but and it's not just the titans either there seems to be a a trend when you with a third and two type play teams just automatically throw and i i, I don't quite get that um, even a, yeah, even a play, you've got even a play, even a play action, even a, a short curl play action, or or some sort of um, the, the sort of shallow, take him out unless it's third and inches. Back. Henry's out of the game, and it's McNichols or Darrington Evans or some somebody else. Uh, you know that you know they're not getting the ball, except except once, which was another ridiculous play call. Anyway, um, yeah, that's. Hey, the the Baltimore Ravens. Let's talk about them. They're going to go into Orchard Park and face the Buffalo Bills in another mouthwatering game. I mean, go Bills! Just for the record, <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for this. And oh. please, please beat those Ratbirds, Mark. Please. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to. It feels like the build-up to this, again, is similar to as it was against the Colts, but times like 10, in that, you know, that it was all about stopping Taylor, and this time it's all about stopping Lamar running the ball. I think we'll take it. If he beats us through the air, then good on him. Um, but that's what we want to give him, It's uh, and how we do that. I think we need to copy a lot of what you've done and what Vrabel has done to manage to contain Lamar in the past about trying to get him, attack him up the middle and get him out wide to try and stop him running through the gaps. Um, our our pass rush has been poor recently um, in that we're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. And I think that is, some of that has been to try and rectify the errors that we're making in stopping the run because it is our defensive Achilles heel. So you feel like we did a good job of it against the Colts, um, keeping keeping Taylor to under 80 yards. I feel like we need to do that again and dare Lamar to beat us through the air. I think if we can do that, we've got a very, very good chance of winning the game because I think offensively, we can throw the ball well enough to put their secondary under pressure. Um, you absolutely it, can. Yeah. You absolutely can. And that, so, that's, that's, uh, I think you match up quite well with the with the Ravens in that regard. Yes, but we don't match up with them in terms of stopping the run unless we go all out and see if Lamar can beat us through the air. If we're successful in stopping Lamar running the ball, um I think we've got a really really good chance. If he has over 150 yards rushing, I think we're fucked. Have you played many um mobile QBs this year? Um oh it's a very good question. Let me have a look. Um to uh um, no, to Kyler Murray, Kyla I guess. Kyler Murray, Russ Wilson, <laughs> Murray, who I ironically beat you with a Hail Mary. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> um, so no, I wouldn't say loads, no, yeah, because that's the question for me is the, the Bills run D looks pretty good, 
generally all season has been has been it's, it's, above, it's, 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 it's better than average. No, I would disagree. I think our run D is that is rather than our secondary in terms of stopping the pass, which is definitely our strength in our defense. Um, run well, defense Buffalo's, is the team. Derek Camry had a lot of fun against actually. Yeah, um, running the ball. Um, teams tend to have fun against us and that that's what we need to stop. We've looked better. Certainly second half of the season has been better than it was first half of the season, but um, we still tend to be that get-right game for for running backs. Okay. I mean, you, you're top 15 in terms of um, yards per game on the ground. Um, but But for me, that's the key question is, you can be really well set up against the run like the Niners are and still give up a ton of yards to a mobile QB if you're not scheming correctly to to make sure they don't get it. I think the biggest advantage you have is that that scheme, it's not like a Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray where you're worried that they're going to scramble a bit and then throw an absolute strike into a into a guy for for a first down um you you are probably able to to give up a spy and and just let him look out for lamar yeah um i i think as much as i think there's an element of you getting almost shocked against indy and then this being a bit more of a surprise than i think we thought it would be particularly with them because again going back to the titans You'd, if someone had told me 20 points for the Ravens, I'd have said, that's a Titans win then. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think this that, matches that's, that's up. why that game was bonkers. Uh, yeah. didn't, it, you, you're expecting... I thought the Titans might lose, but I'm thinking 34-31 time right. loss. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is for me is that I think that has skewed people's perceptions of what this game is likely to be because both teams have been on the upside and the downside of a shock that people weren't seeing coming. Yeah. I think it's a probably quite an ugly game, but I can see the Bills coming out of this with a win. All right. Rich is predicting a Bills win. Mark, are you predicting a Bills win? Yes. Good. Pat, are you? Bills. Lovely. Russ, we don't even need we don't even need to. Let's make it unanimous. <laughs> Russ is a hundred percent saying the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him see him winding up for it, can't you? Um I, I think it's too close to call. I genuinely, genuinely think it's too close to call. I, I hope, for Mark's sake, that it's the Bills. I hope because, it's the because Bills. The, because the Bills are a better team. I... I the, it, it's, a weird, it's a weird one, because I think, actually, the team where the Bills are lacking, the Ravens are really strong. It's, it's a, yeah, exactly. Um, but the same yeah. was true of the Colts, and it ended up not being that way that they nearly beat us. Um, I think if if the same thing happens as happens against the Colts, I don't think Lamar can throw the ball anything like a Phil Rivers, even an aging Phil Rivers. Um, so if if it becomes Lamar having to win it with his arm, I'm perfectly happy with that. I I can see Josh Allen needing to score upwards of thirty points to win, and I can yeah. see him doing it. Yeah. Well, we have we average over thirty points. We we should have got over thirty points in this game. We managed twenty seven against what is a very strong defense with the Colts and a lot of those weapons that they have. I think if yeah, I think you're right. If we're getting upwards of thirty points, I think we're probably looking okay. To stop Craig from combusting, we should point out no one throws the ball like Phil Rivers. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> I do think that 
part i mean most of me wants the bills i think the bills win this i also want them to win this because i think it's a much more fun afc championship game if it's buffalo up against the browns or the or the the chiefs agreed uh, well i mean yeah it's not gonna be terrible at <laughs> <laughs> all i agree either way um it feels like it feels like a lot of the momentum is with the Ravens at the moment. I think that a lot of money is going on the Ravens right now because I think of what you said, Rich. The Bills nearly shit the bed, and the Ravens won a game that they weren't necessarily expected to win in that manner. It's not necessarily what that game wasn't the best reflection of the Bills um, and what they can do, especially first half. So if they can correct that, if they go back to how they were against the Dolphins, for example, the week before, I think they'll probably be okay. But You've just got to stop Lamar. Go Bills, right? Um, next, next up, I don't see, I don't see any reason whatsoever to talk about this game. It was <laughs> a horrendous game of football in Seattle. Uh, the Rams came up thirty oh. twenty winners. Um, Rich wants to say that he called this one. Oh no, I was going to say I think this is the game that I particularly enjoyed that no one else did over the weekend because oh, watching the Seahawks lose like that was brilliant sorry Russ, it was after it was. Wa- after watching the colts bills game and Not then you team, treated man. to that it just brought you right back down to right back down to earth oh. Oh, already I mean, Russ. even after adam bought me a mug <laughs> <laughs> the packers have got a buy here haven't they I, I, it looks that way doesn't it i can't I can't, just can't see any... I mean, the Rams defensively are terrific, and we saw that. Um, assuming, by the way, that Aaron Donald's okay, he yeah. seemed to yeah, have a, a bit of a knock or miss, he missed snaps in that game. But yeah. even without him, the Rams look incredible on defense. I'm he sorry. Looks, it, he just... apparently has got a cracked rib, so I'm assuming he'll play and just have one of those flat jacket things on that they wear. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the sort it's of not, thing that will slow it down. It's not going <laughs> to no. stop him playing, is it? He's. Very, I, I cracked a rib when playing football once, and I couldn't walk for about the next week properly. So, like me and me, that's the difference between. Well, there's many differences between me, and <laughs> and, but that's one of the most noticeable. Yeah, it should I'm... be all right so long as their team doctor didn't go to the same school as the uh, Chargers team doctor. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's yeah. torn torn rib cartilage, which sounds pretty un- unpleasant. But I'm guessing. Will be fine. He'll play. He'll have a chance. He's missing some that's, sort that's of yeah. <laughs> and he'll be on that field. No, no drama. No. All right. Five, five of us. I assume, despite that, see no problems for the Packers and our our MVP Aaron Rodgers. It's yeah. going to be sixty minutes of Jared Goff looking confused and staring off into the middle distance. <laughs> Half a thumb. Well, and assuming he starts, of course. <laughs> Who would have? Who knows for sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, they've got a backup QB with no neck, so. Yeah, and we should mention that because that's one of the yeah. worst picking ups of a flag I've ever seen. The guy was oh. literally carted off to hospital, having been drilled in the head. You're like, oh, he was a, he'd established himself as a runner, so it's like he was clearly giving himself up, and someone nailed him as he was giving himself up. What are you oh. doing? Adam Even... Adam Humphreys had a concussion in I think about week seven or eight from a ludicrous hit that knocked him out cold he may never play again yeah if you're gonna there was no flag thrown if you're gonna call the kyla murray hit by a niners defender as a flag that is definitely a flag 
Yeah. All right. Um, the final game of last weekend <laughs> was incredible. A bit um, more happened in this game. A bit Phenomenal. <laughs> From the very first snap. I mean, yeah. just there must be there must be a clip of that with the Benny Hill music over the top of it. Um, poor old Pouncy. Well, well, poor old Pouncy. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> it it reminded me, and it immediately put the whole game on edge in terms of. Do you remember the the Broncos yeah. uh, Panthers Super Bowl from a few years back? Where Seattle, but, Seattle, I think Al Al Michaels or Chris Collins was said it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah the snap over the head. Yeah. And Peyton Manning just sort of waddling back. Um, I did chat with a friend. The difference who's a is he managed fan. to get there. Well, <laughs> Big Ben got there and then sort of looked at it while Shuffled expecting it Connor to, uh, to to jump on it by the looks of things. He just didn't seem interested in, in trying to recover it. That's because he's if, about if, as flexible as an ent. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> if Big Ben is falling on that ball, he ain't getting back up. <laughs> <laughs> It it reminded me. Sorry to say this, Mark. There was a one of those Dallas Buffalo Super Bowls from the nineties where the first quarter just it was just like everything went in one direction yeah. so, and just it killed the killed the game. Although the the Steelers put up a bit of a fight, but yeah. you just uh, it was were, just one touchdown game. too many. They were in think. this game, and for for everything that the the browns did leading as much as they did was it 28 nil at one point and then mm-hmm. even more think, yeah. yeah potentially even more going into the second quarter you could see it coming the steelers were going to start scoring points they did get on a bit of a run they were looking okay mainly because the the browns just couldn't sustain any drives at all. They were, you know, coming onto the field three and out, three and out, three and out consistently. And the Steelers started where in the first quarter they were just throwing interceptions for fun. They actually started scoring touchdowns. And then it got to a point, Adam, where they were well in the game. They're 12 points down. They've got all the momentum. The Browns can't do anything. And they've got a decision to make. Similar to your head coach in your game, they've got a decision to make. It's a fourth and one. And in that yeah, but situation... The Steelers have got the long snapper podcast coach of the year. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's going he's to make the so right he's call, He's going right? to make the right call, isn't he? Yeah, you would think, Craig. Um... <laughs> well, it wasn't just Craig. His was the casting vote. Rich, Rich called it as well. And it, he, you both persuaded me, weirdly. Which was and... Just... Um, in that situation, I think that Collinsworth was was right. In like a thousand out of a thousand times, you go for getting a yard. You know, quarterback sneak, do whatever it fucking takes to get a yard because you punt the ball away and all the Browns go and do is drive down the field and score a touchdown on their next possession, which kills it. That ends the game. You get a touchdown there and suddenly the Browns are thinking, Christ, all of a sudden we're only up by five in a game that we should be dominating. Their minds are fucked. The Steelers are well in it thinking, Jesus, this is going to be the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. But he bottled it. It was one of the most pathetic coaching decisions that I have ever seen. It, he, he said to Mike, Tomlin said to Mike Brable, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> he, honestly, it, it, if the Titans one wasn't obvious, then blimey, if, it's, it's back to that same thing. What's your, what's your best chance to win the game? But the difference it is, is, it is to punt on fourth and one when you've 
two scores yeah. down. And the difference is momentum's the, with you. The, the Titans in the same position, they had the momentum of that drive. So that and like a play where Derek Henry had run out that eight yards. So they had a bit of momentum going. The Steelers had momentum for two quarters. They yeah. they put up like like twenty odd twenty odd unanswered points. And you suddenly think, nah, tell you what, let's not get try and get a yard. Let's give you the ball back and give you another chance to really put this game to bed. And they went and did it. And That's frankly, based on that decision, Oh, yeah, yeah, good for them. Um, but they, as, they, as I, as they I said to you... They me in all sorts of ways. The fact that there's, as you say, with the Steelers coming back, logically, they were too far behind. And nobody, nobody comes from that far behind to come back in a playoff game. That's definitely never happened. Um, but... <laughs> fair play to the fair play to the Browns. Not only did they dominate that <laughs> sidetrack there. Um, not only did they get so far ahead on the scoreboard early, but they didn't panic when they had that opportunity yeah. at that moment. But they and should they never said, have oh, had it. Actually, you need you need a nerve settling score at this point. And Baker Mayfield and the Browns did just that. At the end of the day. You, they were on like the 40 yard line on like the Browns 40 yard line where they didn't go for it. So even if you don't get the yard, what, what are you going to gain from a touchback? 15 yards. That's all you're losing. So yeah. who, who gives a shit whether you get the yard or not? Keep the fucking ball in your hands of the team that's like rolling and playing actually finally really well. It was on, it was embarrassingly bad. And as, as I said to you, Mike Tomlin in that game on that decision got out coached by a coach who wasn't even in the fucking stadium. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it, Cleveland had a lot more than just um, Kevin Stefanski. Um, yeah, it, it was impressive. Other than other than the fact that, as as so often happens, they've sort of sat on their lead a bit. And but I don't I don't think they did much wrong. Um, you know, they they scored in the second half when they needed to to stop the rot of stop the Steelers comeback in its tracks. They also yeah. made the Steelers pay for the mistakes that they made in that first half. Oh, there yeah, weren't moments yeah. where you know you you get that at times where a team gets a turnover and then hands it right back or you know they they go three and out or get get held to a field goal. Every single time the Steelers made a mistake in that half, the Browns punished them for it. And I know Mark wants to ram the point home because he didn't get his way on the uh, on the head coach vote uh, at the weekend. But this is much more than just that one decision. And I agree with you that it's a terrible decision to make at that point, but yeah. they should never have been in a 28 nothing hole in the first place. No, you're and right. Big ben, and that's, Big not, on that's, not, yeah, that's no. not on Tomlin. That's not on Tomlin. Except for the only thing that I would say in, in that regard is the decision to rest all those players the week before because the amount of them that came out in that first quarter looking like they'd never seen a football before in their life, like Eric Ebron, especially, yeah, um, he like had f- completely forgotten what his hands were to be used for. Ben Roethlisberger was throwing passes like two miles above people's heads. And it was only when they actually got going that they started to look relatively decent again. And you wonder if that decision to rest them the week before maybe actually came back to bite them a little bit in that first quarter. It may be so. And, and it meant that at 28 nil, the Browns had only had to play 12 offensive snaps, which is just it's ridiculous. Bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> That's a great stat, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I know my role. I mean, that is, yeah. Oh, points per snap. That's got to be 
by far the most seen in in any first half of a playoff game ever. I am. Um, I was still up at the at this. I watched the first part of this game live, um, and um, Al Michaels with the line of the night for me, um, having the first snap of the game offensively for Pittsburgh was a Cleveland touchdown, as we as we've said. Um, next next drive, probably only three or four plays that Pittsburgh had. Ben throws an interception. Cleveland score very quickly after that. Um, it's fourteen nothing with hardly any time elapsed of the game. And now Michael's just sort of, as they're about to go into a commercial break. If you just joined us, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just yeah. and it carried on from there. Um, if I'm the difference between the Rabel call and the Tomlin call isn't isn't that they're not both terrible calls they are but if i'm i'm a titans fan i'm angry about mike rabel for bottling it in that moment if i'm a steelers fan i'm probably more angry at ben for throwing four interceptions and my offensive players check, do, check, playing check twitter and i think that the steelers fans are exactly the opposite well they should be angry they should <laughs> yeah no i, I mean, dare say they are but they should be angry about that too yeah oh, yeah you're, i mean yeah absolutely the, the steelers based on what happened in the game they didn't deserve to, to make it through. Based yeah. on this performance, I'm kind of excited about next weekend. Can, they can't, can they, Cleve, in Kansas City? I don't, think, I don't think they can, but the amount of confidence that they'll gain from this game, combined with the fact that the Chiefs are finally looking a little bit fallible, I'm not saying they're looking majorly fallible, but a little bit fallible, I, I expect the Browns to give them a run for their money, and I think it could be a high-scoring, immense fun game for, for the neutral, at yeah. least. I hope so, but I think the Chiefs will take it because you're relying on Baker Mayfield to be basically flawless two games in a row. And when has that ever <laughs> happened before? It's just not... I don't see it happening now. Baker Mayfield is a man of many flaws, but confidence and being confident going into a game is not one of them. That That is yeah. true, but that isn't always the best thing to... <laughs> I just... The thing, the thing is with the Browns, like they could, if they keep it really simple, like they've been using their time that the, the other week when they had no receivers and just threw it to Hooper and and the other tight end. Um, they've got Njuku there as well, which they don't seem to to get on with. Um, but if, when they line up with the sort of the gun formation with both Chubb and Hunt, it gives them so many options. The yeah, dump I, off I, passes. I love that. I love. It's I love just, the two RBs. Yeah, it like it, it. It would be so hard to defend, and yeah. the more plays that they can can go at the Chiefs, and and the Chiefs are fallible in defense, like especially oh, on absolutely. the ground, especially on the ground. And I think the more that they can go at them with ball in hand, I think that would be the Browns' best recipe for success. And what you said, Mark, about the Steelers' resting players, um, the Chiefs' rested players in Week 17, and they've had a bye. I was going so to say it's... exactly that. Yeah, I've, um, I'd, have, I'd have concerns if I was a Kansas fan, I've got to say. Of, like, with, with that, the fact that they've not set the world alight, they've not looked, you know, like, as good this year. I've, could, I've got, I've got questions. The, I mean, a year ago in the divisional round, the AFC number one seed... Um, didn't win um, to uh, um, against uh, against a team who had a, a great unexpected wild card road win. Um, I mean, it, it could it could happen. 
Who was that it, team it then, Adam? It would be the craziest result in NFL history by any means. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it will. Um, the Chiefs will be favourites, rightly so. And the, It just all assumes that they get going when they need to, and they normally do. But if they, they, they can start slowly, the Chiefs, and given the, the resting players and everything, they may just do that. I could see Cleveland get Cleveland having a lead and the Chiefs coming back to win would be how I'd see this going. Um, yeah, I anyone... wouldn't be surprised. The, the, the thing that Cleveland have shown in this game is that they haven't, and they've done it before as well this season. We, we shouldn't forget that they've had leads that have been shaved to being close and then have held their nerve and won against good teams. Well, a good team at least um, already this year. I, I can't see... Them do, like the realist in me says that the Chiefs win that game, but I do think it'd be it'd be genuinely entertaining to watch the Browns go on a bit of a run. Also, I assume Doug is quietly. I don't know. Is he is he cheering for his old team or is he uh, is he no. hoping for the Browns to finally prove him right and get to the Super Bowl? I imagine after the event, he'll he'll be staying whichever one of those is convenient for him. <laughs> I think you you look at how their season's gone, right? And this is fair enough. They lost to the Chargers in the fight last week where they didn't play anybody. But they beat the Falcons by three. They beat the Saints by three. They beat the Dolphins by six. Broncos by six. And admittedly, these are all wins. <laughs> but these aren't Chiefs convincing wins. These are games that, that right. you would think that they would be a lot easier than they are. They they just they're not convincing me at this point um the, the raiders by four the panthers by two i mean i could go on it's please don't i won't but <laughs> they they look they look like a team you can get at at the moment and i don't remember that being the case for the chiefs last year it didn't feel that way the thing about this chiefs team is that it feels like you know when you've seen those euros and world cups in the past where a team has looked you know, one of the favourites has looked really sketchy throughout the whole of the group stages. They they scrape through in the in the round of last sixteen, and then they just suddenly start playing ridiculous football. The Chiefs feel like they're doing that. They've they've got through the season in a way that they've needed to, and the playoffs is when they could come to life. I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, it it's the Chiefs for me. Um, but I could, I could, wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, to go back to what you think Doug's view might have been, um, he was, he was dead right about the Browns. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, it took them longer than we thought it might. Well, <laughs> like I think four seasons that's, longer. <laughs> that's partly down to coaching and partly down to a couple of egos. Um, and but they, they're getting it right. But admittedly, about... when you've got every first round pick for the last 20 years or every first <laughs> overall pick for the last 20 years, you've got to get good eventually. Well, this the was thing, Doug's point, with... I think, originally. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the thing with the Browns was that up. Their, their front office has been very, very good at playing the draft capital game, building up that draft capital and very, very bad at picking good head coaches and coaching staffs. Mm -hmm. And that has been their problem for a while. I don't know whether this is fluke this year, but it certainly feels like a bit more of a solid break. Not perfectly solid. They've got flaws at times, but it's an exciting team to watch at least. Yeah, I did see quite a few amusing tweets. I think it's a year. It might be a year to the day since they hired him. 
Stefanski and um, Vikings fans just laughing at the hire. So, oh, if you, if you <laughs> I'm guessing they weren't too sorry to see him go at that point. Um, but yeah, it just it shows you um, um, everything's everything's easy in hindsight, isn't it? Um, anybody? All right, forget we've done it with the others. Let's final predictions. Um, as I said, Browns to get the lead, Chiefs to come back and win. Mark, Cleveland. Yes, go Ooh. on. Nice, Rich. Uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs in a high-scoring game. Pat. Chiefs and me too. Russ. I think the Browns win a shootout. Oh. Closer than I thought. Yeah. Okay. I'm not surprised. I, I genuinely think this could be a really exciting game. It's. Uh, <laughs> imagine at the start of the year. Oh, the the Browns are going to go to Arrowhead in a divisional round. How do you see that one going? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, even three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what would be great if the Browns do win? It means that if the Bills win, then we're hosting the championship game in Buffalo. <laughs> that was a little bit creepy. Right. <laughs> but imagine that. Buffalo. <laughs> Just do it again. Buffalo. Can't see. Buffalo. I'm worried that we can't see where Mark's hands are right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, although we, we we do know what his sex face is. So, uh... <laughs> right, it's definitely time to uh, to get into any other business. Um, we've given you more than enough expert chat on the last weeks and the coming weeks matchups. Um, Pat, any other business? Well, I should ask, is anyone else going to talk about the Caps oh, Hole invasion or the school dinners thing? Because I don't want to overlap with anyone. No. 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 <laughs> right. well, two, two horrific things this week then. So the, obviously the um, storming of the Capitol building in Washington last Tuesday was horrific. And the worst thing about it for me has been just... The difference between the policing of that situation and the policing of like every other event that has been happening over the last year, we've seen police very keen to strike down on things very hard, very quickly. And in this, they were almost opening the gates and letting people in. And it's just unbelievable that a country has got to that point unfettered. And they're kind of slowly trying to do some after action fettering, but you can't help but look at it and think it was obviously heading in this direction four years ago. It's obviously been heading in this direction for the last four years and you've stood by and let it happen and now you're standing by and letting people get away with it and it's it's a slippery slope for society in general, particularly yours. Sort yourselves out. Uh, well, if I could take a positive, it's that a guy who is, you know, I can't, I know, there's no way I can actually compare Biden to Trump, so I'm not even going to try. Um, they have they have that to look forward to, at least. Yeah. Right. Uh, in fact, you had two, you said. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, we can't get on our high hose over here, because over here what we've got is um, multinational corporations taking £30 per hungry family, keeping 25 of it and giving them half a mouldy pepper, a can of beans and two potatoes to feed off for a week. And Did it's you just, see those bananas? Jesus. It's an absolute disgrace. And, you know, I, I can't understand how, as a 
member of a company, you can do that to fellow human beings and live with yourself. How do you sleep at night? I I should probably for balance but not because i think it's in any way a good thing point out that the government decided that it was only going to be 10 pound 50 for those school lunches for a week um which makes it probably just as bad but more evenly balanced between the government being stingy and those companies provide but that much money you should be able to provide even still like decent amount of food yeah why is it only 10 pounds 50 that's one question second question why tories why why can't you spend £10.50 better? Well, they haven't spent £10.50, have they? That's your answer. The, the, their can't. initial argument is we can't just give the parents food vouchers because they might spend their money on drugs. It's like, well, you should have. Well, give, them, because... give them £10.50 worth of bloody food. Yeah, yes, what you've done, done is allow someone else to profiteer off it. And, you yeah. know, it's well, give, them, all... give them a voucher. Sainsbury's literally provide a voucher where you can only spend it on certain things. So if you're yeah. worried about people spending it on fags and alcohol, then make it so that they can't. It's really not that difficult. It's, the reason yeah. that they've done this is because they are, they've given it to a company that is probably some kind of Tory peer who wants a profit. Facts. It's yet another example of them funneling money off to their schoolmates. And it's Correct. Yes. Um Mark. And now I'm angry. That's why I didn't want to talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, Get I'll bring the way. We can have some positive ones now. I'll bring you back. Mine, mine's positive because um, there's. I, I like to see good creativity in television. We've talked about some some brilliant new TV recently, and um, and I saw a an exciting article recently in the Guardian about a new show that's launched in Denmark, and I I thought that this looked this looked really really good. And um, it's about a, a it's a new it's a new show about a man with a, a giant penis. And I know what you think. Oh, yeah, I filmed it a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically, it's basically a, a story about <laughs> Russ's life. And um, and, and you, you think to yourself, oh, someone's done a program about a, a giant penis. So this must be some kind of, you know, Channel 4 embarrassing bodies style thing that's going to be on at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, look at the man with the giant cock. Isn't he amusing? No, no. This is an animated program on the Dutch equivalent of the BBC that's aimed at children. And uh, <laughs> it's about a chap called John Dillamond who has an extraordinary penis. It's so extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murials, hoist a flag and steal ice cream from children. It's um, if, you, if you happen to catch an episode of this, this guy's got like a, a like no joke, like a 20 foot cock that can, um, you know, act as a helicopter it can, it can basically he can overcome hardships and basically do any kind of hardships. With his record ball yeah um with his record breaking penis and i just you know what they, they do i don't know what to say i don't know what to say about it it's it's not that long ago that we were talking about european tv um and i, I think it made kind of like the outro in one of our episodes and my god like the european tv has outdone itself when it's got a program on the equivalent of cbb's talking about a guy with a massive cock every yeah, time no. they do one of those surveys about the happiest countries in the world it's always somewhere in scandinavia <laughs> you're right <laughs> it's beginning to make sense yeah <laughs> i mean yeah just it's it you, you you can't believe it until you've seen it the first thing that his cock does like literally within the first 20 seconds of the first episode john is quite happily trying to do a barbecue and his cock takes over put too much lighter fluid on it and sets itself on fire <laughs> so it is I mean, Russ's life. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's how it happened. Everything's making sense. To be fair, yeah, he never told us which make... part of his body he was kicking the can with. Yeah. Yeah, it's um Yeah, fantastic. Oh. Um I'll get mine out of the way very quickly. Um why we're getting um wills done. Why does a document it's a, it's a bit like buying and selling a house. Why does a document that's basically copying and pasting people's names and addresses in a template cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds? Yeah, not that's, that's that's it. Um, Rich. Yeah, I I haven't bothered having a well done because I'm a single male who lives alone, and so if I die, my I think my parents will get my house, so I don't really care about it. It's not that important, not for me anyway. Um. I yeah I so little has happened in the last week that my most exciting thing going on in my life at the moment is the fact that I'm getting a new mattress delivered tomorrow and I can't wait because my back's been aching for like the last six months so hooray for that that's it that's all I've got that is exciting for no one else but I can understand why that would be exciting (laughs) Russ I kept it quick um yeah, just very quick for me. I've got the old bike out of the garage, stuck it on the turbo trainer to try and get fit. And I've discovered a, an app. You know, you've seen all these Peloton things and Echelon and all these different things being advertised. Well, I found an app called Zwift. Zwift is which, great. Which is absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Is that why and people I, are on Strava doing rides in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> in Watopia, in, in I think you'll find Adam. <laughs> but it's but you can you can race other people you can like do live race live virtual races i've got a cadence sensor and stuff on my bike you know and it gives you a bit of motivation rather than just sitting there and plodding along and or doing a, a spin class on youtube or whatever this this gives you a real sort of competitive element to it and i think you know for for an app on your phone and a Bluetooth sort of cadence monitor. It's it's very clever stuff. So if you're into that sort of shit, they do uh, they do running as well. It's not just cycling. And but can uh, you run a marathon on it? Can you run the London Marathon on an app instead of quite quite probably? And <laughs> you, you know? still get to tell people about it. Well, you, you, <laughs> you telling people about it is optional. Um, you don't have to do that. You know, it's, oh, okay, it, that's good. Yeah, you know, it's advisable, but it's not compulsory. Um, but yeah, and, and if, if you're into that sort of thing, that sort of fitness type stuff, you've got a, an indoor bike or a what bike or a, if you're really rich or you've, uh, you've got a turbo trainer for the cold winter nights on your road bike, then, then get involved in Zwift. Yeah. Here, here. There you go. Cool. Well, I think that just about does us after another virtually hour and a half podcast. <laughs> How would we um, manage to get an hour and a half out of like six matches, six games? How do we do that? Because we've not done any one sentence previews or reviews. <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah, we've yeah, lost we like just half of that. that. We could have just done one sentence reviews, one sentence previews, and that would have been it. We'd have yeah. been done in twenty minutes. Whereas, <laughs> but nobody uh, wants that. No, but well, somebody probably <laughs> give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, that's two pods from us in as many days. Well, actually. Might go out the same day if I'm quick. That that's definitely not happened to us. That that's what kickers matter used to be like. 
<laughs> oh, they, they've trimmed themselves down a little bit as well, haven't they? Yeah, less is more, apparently. Um, but not, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll be back. I'm sure they'll be back. You know, with, with better presenters and... and... <laughs> Some actual content. Some actual... <laughs> I mean... I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, don't worry. No one's listening at this point. Um, that, yeah, that definitely does us. Um, enjoy the divisional round. Um, best weekend of the season, for what it's worth. Um, it'll have to go some to top Super Wildcard weekend, but it may just do that. And um, we'll be back to talk about that and preview some championship games, I dare say, next week. So, bye for now. Cheers. guys have noticed but man united are top of the league cool well yeah, done see you mate see you in a bit <laughs>